0: Welcome to Fail Succeed. Now, we weren't here last week because H was on holiday. H, you're back now, so welcome back. Did you have a good holiday?
1: I did have a good holiday. I was down in Cornwall. The weather wasn't great, but it's always nice to be in the fresh air and the azure ocean. So, H,
0: we've got a couple of good stories this week. First up is our fail, and I mean, I love this because it's so ridiculous. Justin Bieber went on Twitter or Instagram the other day, and out of nowhere challenged tom cruise to a mixed martial arts fight now bieber's got a bit of history here in thinking he's tougher than he probably is i don't know if you remember this when he came over to the uk a few years back there was an incident where he was getting into a a people carrier outside his hotel and the paps were snapping him as he got in and he got annoyed with one of them he was like this big cockney paparazzo and Bieber suddenly started you know, saying he was going to knock this guy out or something along those lines. And and Bieber is not the biggest guy, and this guy was massive. And I think that's a symptom of someone who has very little interaction with the outside world and is surrounded by security because no one who is that size is going to square up to someone who's significantly larger than them, or at least they shouldn't, unless they're crazy like Begbie from Trainspotting.
1: Well didn't he even try to um, have a pop at Orlando Bloom but then hid behind his bodyguards. My money's on Cruz, obviously.
0: Obviously. And actually in fairness to Bieber, he did say yesterday that he was just kidding and that Cruz would whoop his ass.
1: Yeah, I mean Cruz is he might be older, but he's got and he's probably got slightly less of a reach, but he's he's an absolute machine.
0: Tom Cruise
1: is in good shape. Yeah. But he's got big
0: arms. He's got an excellent chest, and he's very handsome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Apparently, Cruz isn't the fan favourite when it comes to having a UFC bout with Justin Bieber. Are you aware of who the fan favourite is?
0: Uh, I've
1: read a couple of things, but go on, tell me. I'm not sure. Apparently, Harrison Ford is, but I'm I'm not sure. I, I don't think I'd go for Ford. I think I'd like to see him fight uh, the Fonz. Okay, Henry Winkler. Yeah, yeah. Okay, why? Well, I don't know. I just, there's something about it. I just, I, I would love to see the Fonz dressed in the outfit, in one of those outfits that, uh, you know, the um 118 guys wear. Yeah. I would like to see the Fonz slapping Justin Bieber dressed in a 118 outfit, but maybe that's just a fetish. I don't know.
0: That did get me thinking, because there's quite a big age difference, H. If If you were to call out... An older celebrity for an MMA fight. Who would you pick to fight? I wouldn't back you against like an older sort of action star. Well, Mickey Rourke. You wouldn't take. You wouldn't back me ever, Mickey. rock oh, he's a boxer, wasn't he? Not a chance. He would have you for breakfast.
1: Mm, well, I can take a cougar, mate. So we'll see about that. So what was also quite interesting about the whole thing? I, I think I read somewhere someone made a, a great observation about the Cruz Bieber fight. Was that uh, at some point? <laughs> Tom Cruise's agent would have had to have phoned him up uh, and said and told him that he's been challenged to a fight with Justin Bieber. Brilliant. Bieber's just ridiculous. It's another rich kid getting ideas above their station, you know. It's like that Jaden Smith thing back in 2014 when he said, uh, do you remember when he tweeted, Dear everyone who can rap better than me, please show me.
0: Well, I never heard that. So that's our failure, Justin Bieber providing entertainment as always. Our success, H, the story of Soul Cycle opening up its first venue in London. Without wishing to be rude, I'm going to suggest you would probably never heard of SoulCycle before I sent you the article. Correct. You're not the kind of guy who goes to the gym regularly. You're more of a like old school. You like to get your exercise in a very natural way, like exactly. building a wall or something like that. Precisely. And, you know, you do a bit of DIY.
1: You're you're in... Uh... I don't do a bit of DIY, mate. I used to be a builder, so... Did you? Built my house, didn't I? That took two years. Oh, yeah, that is a good point, actually. I did know that. Yeah,
0: very good point. I just never really pigeonholed you as a builder because I think there's so many layers to you. You're like an onion. Thanks. So, yeah, Soul Cycle just very briefly, is one of these uh, American fitness things where you go into a darkened room And you have a class with a whole load of other people and you sit on a bike and the instructor, I think, probably yells at you, uh, make you cycle really quickly and you sweat a lot and you come out feeling great. And they've opened their first one in the UK. It's very popular in the US. They've got loads of celebrity clients and fans apparently oprah winfrey michelle obama beyonce i think victoria beckham and it's quite expensive they charge you i think 24 pounds for for a lesson it's it's all very new age apparently there's a massive amethyst crystal and they have a Uh, grapefruit
1: scented candle burning can i just stop you go on I'm so tired of all this aspirational bullshit. The Fancy food, fancy gyms, fancy holidays, and above all, fancy well-being. It's just... Do you not think, You're a bit I, cynical about it. I just think everything these days is like a massive life brag. It's as if we need to kind of convince the world and ourselves that modern society hasn't just hollowed us out at the core, you know? Particularly for people in the cities. And I understand this, but it re- replaces that kind of primal need to go out and chase the animals it or whatever. I, I mean, this whole... It doesn't, right? Because basically just go for a walk, you know, go for a walk under some trees, close your eyes, you know, with the sun or the rain on your face or something, smell a flower, put your hand on the shoulder of a friend for longer than you normally would as you tell them how, how much they mean to you. Just have real interactions. Do you, know what I do? you don't need to pay £24 for 45 minutes without your phone, because that's what people are saying. They're saying they love having time away from their phones. I mean, if you really have to pay £24 just so that someone will take your phone off you and shout at you, then something's really wrong. The the, the well-being thing is especially galling, I think, because it's it's not about well-being. It's a multi-million pound business masquerading as a spiritual crusade.
0: I think that's unfair in one sense. I think they firmly believe that they're helping people and I think people are helped by it. But
1: for sure, they want to make money. Why is it £24 for... 45 minutes because if you look at the price of these experiences and the way they're marketed like the kind of luxury end branding of the whole thing it's something that's clearly designed for people with disposable income i don't know when spirituality and wellness became a status symbol which is clearly what these things are designed to portray this aspirational thing
0: i I take your point but i you surely cannot be saying that someone who's not necessarily that happy but then goes to one of these classes and feels great after
1: it. You can't begrudge them that. No, the problem is on social media, it's almost like you have to have the best, the most glitzy, the most glossy, the most popular, the one that Beyonce endorses for actually it to be any good. I don't think that's a healthy thing. Because not only are you being forced to part with a lot of money, you're still inevitably comparing yourself with these famous people who are, who are fronting the whole thing and then you're never yeah. going to live up to that.
0: So So, our success this week, Soul Cycle, they are clearly doing something that people want. So in that regard, they've been very successful. Now we move on to my least favorite part of the podcast. Right. Which apparently is everyone else's favorite part. That's the only reason it's my least favorite, because sure. everyone seems to love you. No, I'm joking of course. I love this part of the podcast. H, tell us what have you learned on your travels?
1: Mongolia 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 last month i was um last month yeah last month when did you do that well i didn't tell you everything i do do i but how long were you gone for oh only about four or five days okay because i was gonna say i spoke to
0: you last month yeah yeah yeah. anyway
1: i was in mongolia i was looking to buy a yurt um <laughs> right. and uh i wanted to see i wanted to see firsthand how they the traditional ones are made so i decided to go over there and have a have a look um right I found myself in the middle of nowhere and the tent builder I was staying with, um, a guy called Batu Kulan, ran over to me one sunset and asked me if I'd like to witness a traditional camel coaxing ritual. Traditional what, sorry? Camel coaxing ritual? Okay. Do you not know what that is? You're going to have to fill me in, I'm afraid. It's a uniquely Mongolian tradition. uh, Not tradition, I suppose. it's It's a ritual. It's when a female camel is encouraged to allow a newborn camel calf or even an orphan calf, to feed from her, uh, as they are sometimes a bit reluctant to do so. So yeah, and traditionally a camel coaxer leads the female camel to the calf and sings the coaxing word over and over again, sometimes accompanied by music, till both the camel and the calf cry due to the transcendental nature of the song, and a bond is formed between the two of them. Wow. Yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, it was a breathtaking, if a little odd experience. Um, and I found that the devotion the herders had to their animals was, and the reliance they have on them as well for their survival was a, a real revelation. Um, this kind of massive, unforgiving environment, life and survival was distilled in its purest form to this relationship between animal and herder. I asked Batu how people remained so positive in the face of such daily existential difficulty and exertion. And did he say they go to a soul cycle class? No. What he did say was, who cleans up the dirt, washes away happiness. Okay. I don't, what does that mean? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but what I took from it was that true happiness comes from an unsanitized existence.
0: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Being open to what life throws at you, because life isn't a sanitized, perfectly packaged thing. However, Soul Cycle want you to um, think otherwise. Uh, it's often an unpredictable and unscheduled mess. Yeah, it's like we're we're kind of terrified the whole time of things that are beyond our control. I think you should rather kinda of roll about in the glorious chaos rather than worry too much about having a complete control over your happiness and well being. Which something like Soul Cycle and the aspirational culture that it represents panders to.
0: Excellent, H. Well thank you so much, as always. Welcome. We will see you all next week. Goodbye.